another episode of D-Listed the Podcast. I'm Michael K. And I'm Allison. And we skipped an episode because I got food poisoning. You're so sick. Which only lasted like 24 hours, I think. But it was awful. But so I was trying to figure out what I ate. So within the 24 hours, I got sick. Mm -hmm. Okay. I had a Chinese chicken salad for dinner. From where? uh, Some chicken place. Okay. Near my house. Um, I had oatmeal and it's fucking gluten free bitch mm. with chopped apples for breakfast and then i had like steamed vegetables with no meat or anything for lunch and then i got sick after lunch so i think it was the apple because i picked i went apple picking which i know i eat healthy <laughs> and pick apples who am i so Lord i paltrow yeah no she don't go pick her own apples <laughs> so and I don't know if I washed it that well. Oh, there might have been like bird poo on it or something. Yeah. Or like germs of a bird's butt or something. Yeah. So the moral of the story is do not eat healthy. No. Unless was... you want to piss through your butt until your asshole falls out, which my asshole probably did. So if you're in Southern California and you turn on your bathroom faucet and an asshole falls out. Please return it to Michael. Up. Yeah. Hit me up. It's yeah. mine. Well, welcome back. I'm so glad that you're feeling better. I was going to sing Thank the Welcome Back Cotter theme song to you, but I don't want to lose our remaining 12 listeners. So yeah, 10. Yeah. yeah. Eight. <laughs> but still, welcome back. I'm glad that your whole body, including your butt, is feeling better. Thank yes. you. Okay. So now that I'm recovered and alive, let's move on to American politics because that doesn't give everyone diarrhea. Yeah. Um, or should we call it Tay American politics now? Oh, let's not. Let's, let's not. Let's not. Let's not. So Taylor Swift, she's never been political. Like during the last presidential election, she got shit for not endorsing Hillary Clinton. And people gave her shit for only bringing up feminist issues when it works for her brand and doesn't affect, doesn't have effect an effect on red state coins going no. into her pockets. Taylor Swift she, seems like the type of person who her only voting experience has been voted has been voting in like a middle school um uh student council election or a buzzfeed quiz about yes. cats so even when like the nazis and the alt-right declared her their aryan queen she didn't denounce them publicly she okay. sent like cease and desist to stop talking about her but she also sent a cease and desist to a writer who wrote a piece about the nazi imagery in one of her videos and that's when the ACLU stepped in and had to defend the writers. So she doesn't have a great history with like, you know, you know, being political and speaking out. But things have changed. And, you know, shit is really messy when Taylor Swift decides to mess with her money by speaking out about politics. So the U.S. leg of her reputation tour ended in Dallas on Saturday night. And on Sunday, she posted a long note to her 100 million, 100 plus million followers on Instagram. God, that's too many. I know, so many. I think Kylie Jenner has more, which is... Even sadder. Sadder. Saying that, okay, so saying that she usually keeps quiet about politics, but because of certain events, cough, Kavanaugh, probably cough, yeah. she can't anymore. So she said she's voting in the midterm elections um, in Tennessee, and she endorsed two Democratic candidates, Phil Bredesen for Senate and Jim Cooper for House of Representatives. 
Taylor said she believes in equal rights for all and said this about Phil Bredesen's Republican opponent. This is what she said. Running for Senate in the state of Tennessee is a woman named Marsha Blackburn. As much as I have in the past and would like to continue voting for women in office, I cannot support Marsha Blackburn. Her voting record in Congress appalls and terrifies me. She voted against equal pay for women. She voted against the reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act, which attempts to protect women from domestic violence, stalking, and date rape. She believes businesses have a right to refuse service to gay couples. She also believes they should not have the right to marry. These are not my Tennessee values. Taylor then told all of her of-age followers to register to vote and sent them to vote.org. First of all, Taylor's Tennessee values, that's sort of... Isn't she from Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Yeah, and she, like, lives in Los Angeles. I will give her the benefit of the doubt. You know, she had to pick a state. It's fine. She picked Tennessee. Which is a good state because... They need... They need help. They need help. So Vote.org told BuzzFeed that within 24 hours after Taylor's post, voter registration went up 65,000. So for context, 190,000 voters registered in the entire month of September and 56,000 registered in the entire month of August. Vote.org also says there was a major bump in voter registration in Tennessee And then they said, thank God for Taylor Swift, which they went way too far with that. Yeah, they they crawled way too far up her asshole with that one. So Trump was asked about Taylor endorsing Democrats and dragging Marsha Blackburn. Yeah. And he said, you know, well, Marsha Blackburn is doing a very good job in Tennessee. She's leading now substantially, which she should. She's a tremendous woman. I'm sure Taylor Swift has nothing or no, doesn't know anything about her. And uh, let's say that I like Taylor's music about 25% less now, okay? Oh, my God. Okay, what do you think Trump's favorite Taylor Swift song is? None. I think, like, the percentage of Taylor Swift song that Trump listens to is 0%. See, I doubt he listens to music. Unless I yeah, you I count, think... like, Lindsey Graham eating his ass as music. Then... Which he definitely does. Yeah. See, I think that... Uh... Trump just likes shake it off. Like he just likes one song. He likes shake it off, and he plays it at the end of the day when he shakes all the dry shampoo out of his comb over. It's like his little no, theme song. His, if you asked him what his t- favorite Taylor Swan Taylor Swan Taylor Swift <laughs> song is, he'd probably say "Like a Bird." You know, "Like a Bird." Oh, <laughs> it's, it's the master beats that his daughter Tiffany, <laughs> who he calls who, yeah, did. Because he oh, probably she no. played it for him once while he was passed out. Yeah, he's like beautiful, honey. <laughs> That's my one and only Trump impression. So, do you think Taylor getting political is too little, too late? Because I've heard some people say this. Yeah, I've heard it too. People are like, people either are praising, you know, this newly woke Taylor Swift, and then other people are saying it's too late. I okay. I mean, I'll say. She waited until after she played all those red states. Which is kind of smart. She got that money first. Exactly. She cashed the check. Yeah. And it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to like shit on Republicans or whatever, it's like, get the money first. So I can't totally hate her for that. I, I think, I mean, it would it have been more helpful if she had spoken up in 2016? Yeah. But she has no obligation. You're right. Like she's, yeah, she didn't. 
she didn't sign up for a job where it was like, okay, I'm going to entertain people, but then I'm also going to get deeply political on Instagram like every couple months or whatever. Um, you know what? I mean, it, it she didn't – it could be worse, right? Like it would be worse if she just kept staying quiet about it. Yeah. And this – I think this is the world we live in now where whether we like it or not, Taylor Swift makes an impact. I mean, there are yeah. people who probably – don't keep up with real news or follow politics. So they get all their information from Instagram. So they may not know who's running for Senate in their state, but they'll tell you what Khloe Kardashian's offer code for flat tiny T is. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so Taylor telling them about the election, you know, might reach those dummies who have no idea, which is scary, but it's true. Yeah. And plus, you know, she could have a worse influence. Like, she, I would rather her go on Instagram and say, register to vote as opposed to her going on Instagram and saying, don't eat Cheetos anymore. And then all of a sudden Cheeto stock drops and they like go to business. So I'd, I would rather have her talking about voting, I suppose. Oh yeah, if she did that, it, you know, I would move. Yeah. I wouldn't want to live in the same country as a, che- a Cheeto hater. Oh, I'd be deeply pissed off. <laughs> but it's like Kanye West is supporting Trump and he's wearing a MAGA hat, mm-hmm. and is, he's actually having a meeting with Trump and Jared Kushner this week at the White House. Meanwhile, Taylor Swift is supporting Democrats. It's like we're living in the upside down. So now is the time to slide into Idris Elba's DMs because there's a chance he may lead to him sliding into me. Well, Anything can happen. A chance? He obviously will, if things are as backwards as they are. What no are offense, you trying Michael. to say? Oh my <laughs> God! Let's move on. All right, well, before you hurt my feelings more. I know. Before I, I know hurt what your feelings, feelings. Get fired. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of people who are pissed off at other people, um, I'm going to talk about Kira Knightley and an essay she recently wrote for a collection of essays called "Feminists Don't Wear Pink and Other Lies," uh, which is curated by the writer and co-founder of the pink protest this woman named scarlett curtis so the book is filled with a bunch of essays from famous people like emma watson saoirse ronan jamila jamil and kira knightley wrote an essay called the weaker sex and she dedicated it to her daughter so in 2015 she gave birth to a little girl named edie and little edie oh I just pictured the baby coming out with a little headscarf waving an American and little, flag. Yeah. yeah. That's and I don't I don't want to be proven wrong about that. So Kira, she like doesn't hold back about uh, her childbirth. Like it's kind of like the essay's sort of like the miracle of life video from middle school health class, but on steroids. So did you ever watch that video, by the way? What? The miracle of life? Yeah. No. Neither did I. Well, we didn't really have sex ed at my school. Yeah, so. we didn't have that either. No, but I've heard some people have watched it. Um, so Kira says that her water broke all over her leather shoes and, you know, which made them all sticky and gross. And they were like covered in amniotic fluid. And that just goes downhill from there. Like she says her vagina split open. Her daughter came out screaming and she was covered in blood and vernix, which is like the kind of like a white coating all over the baby. Um, so it was a horror show. It was like birth for most people. Oh, yeah. It, she said it was just like a buffet of shit and vomit and blood running down into her butt and stitches. She doesn't say whether she had an episiotomy, which is... Blood running down her butt? I call that a Friday night. <laughs> oh, no. So, sorry, Kira. <laughs> well, at least if, if you're being totally honest with yourself, you're being more real than Duchess Kate Middleton is, which is who... 
Kira Knightley has a big problem with. So Princess Charlotte was born a day after Kira's daughter in May 2015. And so Kira Knightley had like freshly given birth to her baby and she's watching on TV as Duchess Kate left the Linda wing and her hair is done and her makeup is perfect. She's wearing heels and Kira wasn't feeling it because she thinks it sets an unrealistic standard for bouncing back after birth, which a term I hate is bouncing back. Yeah, it's like I got so my gross. pre-baby body back. It's it's just so gross because it's like I kind of agree with uh, Kira Knightley in this way that like your body goes through a massive uh, thing and like to bounce back is so whatever. But anyway, so what Kira says in regards to Duchess Kate is um, she describes Duchess Kate coming out of the Linda wing holding Princess Charlotte. She says, hide, hide our pain, our body splitting, our breasts leaking, our homo- our hormones raging. Look beautiful, look stylish. Don't show your battleground, Kate. Seven hours after your uh, fight with life and death, seven hours after your body breaks open and bloody screaming life comes out. Don't show, don't tell. Stand there with your girl and be shot by a pack of male photographers. So, who knew, who knew KK was a slam poet? <laughs> I know, I definitely pictured her in front of a brick wall. That I picture everyone doing slam poetry in front of a brick wall. Okay, so do you think, is she slamming Kate or is she slamming society slash the media? That's what it sounds like, right? Because the whole part of the end where it's like, male photographers are taking photos of you. And then like as um, Kira's describing her own birth, she's saying like, you know, there I was, like a huge mess. And like, guys are looking at my you know, business and all that stuff. So it sounds kind of like it's both society and Duchess Kate. So it's like... Yeah, because she she points out Duchess Kate. Yeah, which I think that we can all kind of agree is like the best example of kind of faking how gross pregnancy is. Well, the thing about that is mm-hmm. it's not real. You know, it's a role she has to play. She's playing yeah. like the perfect princess role. And it's kind of her job, which is gross to say, to look perfect, even two seconds after a human is pulled out of her body. It's true. They expect her to do that. Yeah, like we romanticize the royal family, like not us, but just in general. And so in the same way that we don't necessarily need to know about like the queen having diarrhea, we also don't, we don't need to know that like Duchess Kate is wearing, like, the diaper underneath her dress. Oh, no, I would love that. But, you know, they, I think, they don't want us that to know image. That. Yeah, they don't want us to know that. They want her to come out looking, you know, like a heart family. Was, it, was that what they call them? The, the heart those family, dolls? Yeah. The heart, Like a heart family yeah. doll. Well, it's like why Duchess Kate still wears pantyhose all the time. Like, who wears pantyhose still? But in, yeah, like, it's the royal fantasy. Grandmas. But, yeah, yeah church grandmas. But it's, you know, it's just a, a fantasy. But, you know, since Duchess Megan is like, keep, you know, snubbing tradition, she's yeah. going to come out of the hospital in like a torn t-shirt with that postpartum diaper sticking out. And that postpartum diaper is going to sell out yeah. when she comes out wearing it. Okay, yes. so let's end with a happy story. Well, a story that starts out messy ends up happening. And I just gave away the story. So the hashtag him too was trending. Him too sounds like the limited two for boys, which I would have loved if I was a kid. I would have loved to shop shop at him too. 
So it trended after a Twitter user named Blue Star Navy Mom. Oh boy. Res- I know, responded to the Me Too movement and the recent Kavanaugh allegations by tweeting, think of the men, basically. So mm-hmm. she, this is what she tweeted. This is my son. He graduated number one in boot camp. He was awarded the USO award. He was number one in a school. He is a gentleman who respects women. He won't go on solo dates due to the current climate of false sexual accusations by radical feminists with an axe to grind. I vote. Hashtag him too. So she tweeted that with a picture of her son in a sailor outfit, smiling with his head resting on his fist and his elbow on his knee. So when I was a kid, I I went to Barbizon, School of Modeling, as a California kid does. And I, I posed for a headshot in a sailor hat, doing kind of the same pose. I should find it, put it on Instagram because it's it's gayer like than a flamingo getting fucked by a rainbow. It is so gay. But Blue Star Navy, whatever mom's, um, Blue Star Navy's son, he outdid me. Yeah, but that And that's a major compliment because he is posing for his life, like you said. So Blue Star Navy mom's tweet was turned into a meme and people made fun of her by creating their own My Son tweets. So, for example, a Twitter user, JXFEC, posted a super gay picture of the village people, and he wrote, These are my sons. They are perfect gentlemen. Serve in the Navy and refuse to go on dates with women because of the current climate of accusations and not because of anything else. <laughs> so, others made similar ones, like with Guy Fieri. I love Buster the Guy Bluth. Fieri one. Yeah. So, once it be- went viral, Blue Star Navy Mom deleted her tweet and her entire account. But then her other son, John Hansen, tweeted that their mom made it all up and his brother isn't afraid to go on dates. Um, the sailor then revealed himself on Twitter to be Peter Hansen. So Peter Hansen tweeted a pic, a current day pic of him doing that same, you know, head on fist pose that hardened my nipples. And he wrote... Um, <laughs> He wrote, he tweeted, that was mom. Sometimes the people we love do things that hurt us without realizing it. Let's turn this around. I respect and believe women. I never have and never will support hashtag him too. I'm a proud Navy vet, cat dad, and ally. Also, Twitter, your meme game is on point. Peter also told the BBC that what his mom said was false and pretty inflammatory, but he loves her and hopes people aren't too harsh on her oh my gosh um he also is using his new fame to get people to try to donate to make a wish because his little brother survived non-hodgkin's lymphoma as a child see so uh, i know a story with a nice ending since when does that happen well i mean i'll take it from nice to mean so peter says he doesn't want people to be mean to his mom but if we had to describe what blue star navy mom's haircut what kind of haircut she had what do you think we would describe it as? A bowl cut. I see a, a bowl cut. Oh, I definitely see Which the, I love. I love a bowl cut. I love a bowl cut too, but I'm definitely picturing more of a speak to your manager haircut with some yeah, you're probably real right. chunky highlights. Yeah. But enough about Blue Star Navy Mom, because she's she's not I know, she's not the she's not the best focus about this, and that's Peter Handsome. Like he's so incredible. Like this is definitely a lemonade from lemon situation. Well, and I like him even if he called himself a cat dad, which I groaned at. I I'm I was willing to forgive that. But speaking of cat dad, he's gonna be knee deep in pussy now after this. Gross. Does he like pussy? I mean, 
I'm not sure. The, I, he, it's, none it's of our not, business. It's none, it's none of our business. business. No, but, you know, the point is, his mom just got him a ton of solo dates. Ton of genitals. Anyone. Whatever yes. kind of genitals he likes. But yeah. what he did do, which was genius, was he tweeted about how he loves Ellen. See, if you ever go oh, viral, say yeah. you love Ellen. Lie. Even if you don't, say you love Ellen. She'll invite you on the show. You'll I probably have to dance with her, which is a torture. But, but you'll it's leave it. with a Chevrolet, a house, $10,000. Because she just has like Toyotas and money hanging in the back of her studio. Oh, of course. For sure. I don't. I'm not a person who dances. But I, I'll dance. Oh, I'll dance for a new Chevrolet. This is where we go over five stories, kind of quickish, starting with a story that is ancient in gossip years, but I had food poisoning, so we didn't touch it last week, which maybe this is why I got food poisoning. But uh, Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin are for real legally married. So there were rumors earlier that they got married at City Hall in New York City, but then she denied it. TMZ says they did get married last month without a prenup, but they don't consider themselves officially married until they do so in front of God in a church, and they plan to do that soon. Oh, my God. Well, I'm sorry, but in the eyes of the government, you guys are definitely 100% married. Like, God only cares if you file that license. But here's the thing. I'll be disappointed if I don't find out that all of their friends and family chipped in and bought the happy couple 200 billable hours with a divorce lawyer. Because they're going to need it. More than that. More than that. But once they do get married in church, like the sky's going to go dark. It'll be from God rolling her eyes. Yes, I said her. <laughs> at Justin marrying without a prenup. I oh. Mean, who do- but congratulations to Haley's dad, Stephen Baldwin, because he won the Canadian lottery. Yeah, so. he doesn't have to do any more Flintstones yeah. movies. Yeah, congratulations to him. So the Devin, uh, the definition of everlasting love is on suicide watch because Ben Affleck's romance with 22-year-old Playboy model Shauna Sexton is over after two months, I think. Yeah, two That's months. Really sad. So the source, source tells people that nothing dramatic happened. Ben just wants to focus on his sobriety. He just finished up 40 days in rehab. Ben and Shauna just spent the weekend in Montana together, and now they're over. Like... Obviously, this is one of the smarter decisions Ben has made. And not because he shouldn't be dating Shauna Sand. Like, she seemed totally lovely. Shauna Sand, he wishes. Oh, my God. That was such a slip. That was a slip that's definitely going to get me fired. You've got to apologize to Shauna Sand for that. Goodbye, everyone. Shauna Sexton. (laughs) No disrespect to Shauna Sand. But I, if I was Shauna Sexton, I mean, she had a good two months. But I would be pissed if my only private jet celebrity girlfriend trip was to montana i know like she should have held it for mexico bora bora i mean like anything yeah uh, yeah like i'm dating a multimillionaire and he dumps me in montana bitch dump me in you know the amalfi coast montana she deserves a better sugar daddy she really does good for her he definitely dumped her while she was still smelling like damp fish and river water and that's really tragic which is probably better than what he was smelling like so it's true so TMZ thought that Dakota Johnson was pregnant with Chris Martin's baby because there was a party at his house on Sunday and there were blue and pink balloons in the yard. Dakota's parents, Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson, were there as well. And so were Julia Roberts and Sean Penn. As soon as Don Johnson got to the party, a stream of blue balloons like went up into the air. So TMZ thought it was a gender reveal party 
and they revealed she's pregnant with a boy. But Dakota's rep quickly said she's not pregnant and it was just a party for her 29th birthday. Which, who has pink and blue balloons at their 29th birthday? Who has any balloons at their 29th birthday? Me. Okay. No, I didn't have a 29th <laughs> birthday, so... Just me crying in the corner. Holding one balloon. Yeah. You're like, this feels like a person. That I bought myself at the supermarket. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If a gender reveal didn't go viral on Instagram, I don't believe it technically even existed. So if there isn't footage of Dakota and Chris Martin, like, yeah. snipping that uh, fishing line and the balloons going up, then it wasn't a gender reveal. I don't care what happened at that party. I'm and still if waiting it was, for the Instagram video. And if it was a gender reveal party, it's the weirdest one because Sean Penn was there. Oh, that's like, like what? That, that's a and, life and, reveal party where you're like, what is my life? I know. And if it was, he probably groaned when it was revealed Dakota's having a boy because he was hoping for a girl so she could he could date her in 18. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. So Amber Rose told Us Weekly that she's okay with her five-year-old son, Sebastian, cursing around the house because it's a form of expression. She's okay with him saying the word fuck, but would rather he not say the N-word. She tells him to say fuck instead. That's a mother of the year, and I'm not being sarcastic, because the children are the future, and they need to keep the fuck word alive. And honestly, Michael, there are worse things a kid could say. Like, I love Trump. Who is Betty White? Like, I can think of a million things that I would rather hear a little kid say. You know, I'd rather hear them say fuck than you know who is betty white like so i'm okay with it yeah i am too well and the commenters of us weekly because i read that were calling like amber a shitty mom and saying the kid is doomed and while the kid is forced to hang around black china so cursing is the least of his problems oh for sure therapy 20 years from now they're gonna be talking about black china not the f word yeah so uh, and our last story. Twitter user Vin and Wesson tweeted a video from a Little Caesars inside of a Kmart. There was an employee near the kitchen with a sharpening shopping cart full of DiGiorno's frozen pizza. So the rumor started that Little Caesars was selling frozen pizzas. Little Caesars later told people that they investigated and that the employee worked for Kmart and that the pizzas were expired. The employee was told by a manager to cool those expired pizzas in the Little Caesars freezer since it was close to closing time. Little Caesar denies selling or baking DiGiorno pizzas. All right. Well, you know what? Whatever the truth is, I bet that this is like the first time in a long time people actually wanted to eat Little Caesars pizza. I know. And that's why this story makes no sense and is stupid because customers, we would know if they were selling DiGiorno pizzas, because even expired ones, because they taste edible. So customers would go up like, I need to speak to the manager. I can actually eat this pizza without being grossed out. Yeah, I, I haven't a refund. I haven't barfed yet. But with that being said, I still eat Little Caesars pizza and I still slather that garlic butter dipping sauce all over it, gladly. Even though it tastes like ass. Not good ass, but... For our third segment, we're going to introduce a little thing called the Delisted Movie Club. No, we're not going to review porn, although we probably should. Well, I mean, if we get enough interest in it. Well, I'm interested. So we'll do that next week. Anyway, so this week we're going to talk about A Star is Born. And if it was the porn, it'd be called A Dirt Star is Born. Oh, which or I would watch. A Star Gets Boned. Yes, I like that. So, um, 
Yes, we're reviewing A Star is Born days after it's released and everyone has seen it. That's very on brand for us to be late to the party. But so we might give a few spoilers while talking about it. So if you haven't seen it and don't want to be spoiled, this is where the show ends for you. Thank you and good night. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So we're just going to talk about the good, the bad, and then we're going to rate it. We're each going to rate it. So the good. You can go first. What do you think? What was the good for you? The good for me was... um, Okay, so I think right off the top of my head, and this is the biggest good to come out of this movie, in my opinion, is it's October, which means that, you know, we're narrowing down on Halloween. And there is a, yeah, there is a great A Star is Born couples costume in that movie. And it is. Which one? So it's a couple. So the one person just wear whatever you want, but wrap a bag of frozen peas around your hand. And oh, yeah, the, uh, you just have to wear like a, what was she wearing? Like a Metallica t-shirt or some shit? Yeah, just, just wear a vintage tee. Make your hair a little dirty. Her hair was really dirty in that scene. I remember that. And then just tape peas on your hand. And the other person just has to show up and piss their pants. Oh, that can be me. I do that anyways. And I've got frozen perfect. peas in my freezer. Oh, there we go. We're If we were we in the same it. city, we'd have our couple's costume. We'd win. We'd win for sure. But like, I, so about that frozen pea scene. Yeah. So. One of the good things for me is Lunau. So Lunau, she's a comedian. She's, I don't know, she's probably best known for playing Borat's hooker girlfriend in Borat. So she played the cashier in the grocery store where Bradley Cooper buys those frozen peas for Gaga's hand. And she's Uh the one who, you know, she tries to get a pic of him and then Gaga gets all mad. Yeah. So she needed more screen time. Like when... Gaga and B. Coop, they were in the grocery store parking lot and she's singing really loud. Mm-hmm. Lunell should have come out and told her shut the fuck up. Yeah, or they that should. It's just, too late. Yeah, it's too late for this hollering. They should have just brought the camera back into the grocery store and been like, forget about what's happening outside in the parking lot. This is what the cash Lunell is exactly. doing. Speaking of people who needed more screen time, this is another Charlie for me. Charlie, what the dog? Yeah, I wasn't feeling that dog. What? <laughs> oh, was, you was, don't have a heart. You need to get grow a heart. Charlie stole the he, shot, he and that's a re- that's B Coop's real dog. And he named yeah. it after his dead father. So you're basically Aww. hating on B. Coop's deceased father. I kind of love Bradley Cooper now that you tell me that. Is that wrong? No, I like him after this. I mean, I like him too. That's another good thing is like, I totally believed Bradley Cooper. And I like, I actually I really liked him. I thought, and I thought it would be the opposite. I oh, thought same. I was going to go in thinking he was ridiculous but like gaga was fine she was good she just looked confused most of the time like she just had to look confused and like you know in pain i had to like stare into his eyes a lot yeah but bradley cooper that was acting okay he was it was like scott stapp from creed doing nicholas cage and leaving las vegas and it worked for me yeah oh speaking of acting capital a acting if you had told me back in the 90s that the Hickory Dickory Doc guy was going to have a legitimate film career in the 2010s, I Who's would not Who's the Hickory have... Dickory Doc guy? Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, Hickory. You know, I he's like, about Hickory that. Dickory At the MTV Doc. VMAs, right? He got yeah. banned from the VMAs for being dirty. And it wasn't even that dirty. Oh, I mean, if you go back and watch some of his stand-up, it is. they're all really dirty. Yeah. No, but the one he did at the VMAs that got him banned from MTV. Oh, yeah. That wasn't that bad. Yeah, that's the one that got him banned. Yeah, yeah, it was something like, yeah, he did nursery, dirty nursery rhymes. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's like, little, well, little he said, and he like was always smoking. Yeah. Well, Andrew Dice Clay said in an interview, like, I don't, I don't really need to do another movie again because this was peak. And it's like, bitch, 
this isn't fucking gone with the wind or whatever. I mean, it's good, but really, yeah, but, but honestly, Michael, this is peak for him. Well, he did Adventures of Ford Fairlane. So yes, this is yeah. the peak for him. But You're also, right. here's the thing. Shangela was robbed during All Stars 3. And she better not be robbed of an Oscar nomination because she was a huge standout for me, as was Willem with the term bus driver wig. But see, that was the bad for me. They needed <gasps> more screen time. So, so like in the greatest movie that has ever been made, Showgirls. Showgirls, yeah. There's a, um, oh, and I love that you finished that for me. So there's a scene where like Nomi Malone's friends from the strip club come to visit her when <gasps> at the big, uh, you know, when she gets cast in the show yeah. at the big casino. So Beautiful. that's Shangela should have come visit Gaga and sang with her on stage. But Gaga's character would never do that because she knows she would get upstaged by Shangela. Yeah, she would have, Shandela would have texted her, been like, hey, I'm here. And Gaga, or sorry, Allie, would have been like, sorry, who's this? Yeah, because, you know, she brought her on stage. If she brought Shandela on stage, the movie would become about her and it'd be called A Hallelujah is Born. Exactly. One of the bads for me was, okay, so I obviously, I loved Bradley Cooper. I like fell in love with Bradley Cooper in this movie, which feels so weird to say, but I'm sure I'll wake up one day and be like, what was I thinking? But yeah, the way he directed those sex scenes was a little Tommy Wiseau for my taste. See, I thought they could have been dirtier. Oh, I wanted dirty, but these were a little too romantic. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, like, I don't know. I would have wanted... I, I sort we're of tramps. Something. We want dirtiness. We, we basically we want we want a, a star gets boned is what we're yeah. saying. Um, also, the product placement. I love Sam Elliott. But when Sam Elliott was driving a Dodge truck, I was like, OK, this is a commercial now. And for me, the worst thing was Gaga's Grammy look. Okay, so she wins. Oh my god, best I new loved artist. it. I loved it. She looked. She was looked like an unauthorized Ariel from The Little Mermaid in an unauthorized Belle from Beauty and the Beast dress. It was just ugly. And when B. Coop's character started pissing on stage, I wanted him to piss on that ugly ass dress. Oh my god, she looked like. Okay, so you know the Lady Lovely Locks dolls from the eighties. Yeah, she looked like. Um, Maiden Curly Crown, which was Lady Lovely Locks's redheaded friend. She had like curly red hair and like she a shimmery she yellow that dress. That's what she looked like to me, and I loved it. Okay, so since this is delisted, um, we obviously have a very serious and not at all immature rating system. Of course. So we're going to rate on puckering bee holes. So mm-hmm. a perfect review gets five puckering bee holes, and an awful movie gets zero. So mm-hmm. what do you give it? What do you give a star is born? Allison. Uh, I give a star is born. Um, well, obviously for ra- grading on a scale of like five is showgirls. I would say a star is born for me was three and a half. Like oh, three and a half puckers. I also give it three and a half puckering beals. Yeah, it's, so it's it gets, great. So, it's like yeah. a great night out. Like you'll have a fun time watching that movie and the songs are really good in it. So there we go. Three and a half puckering beholes, Siskel and Ebert, who? Exactly. Yeah. So that ends this show. Uh, thank you for, oh, thank you for pr- people who were praying for my butthole while I had food poisoning. So thank it you worked. for that. It worked. Yep. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. See you later. <laughs>